Everyone faces questions and decisions that require insight and answers as we move forward personally, professionally, and corporately in all areas of this thing we call life in America today. Hello, this is Joe Schofield, and I invite you to tune in every Monday evening from 6 to 7 p.m. as we talk together and hear from key leaders of all ages and backgrounds about your questions. Interesting, informative, intuitive, but always encouraging. Tune us in on BBS Radio Network. Join Pastor Joe and co-hosts Ron Greer, Dr. Paul Hall, Stephanie Thayer and Dr. Craig Thayer in Raising Expectations. Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and we're so glad you joined us tonight here on your family radio TV group called Raising Expectations. And we're here tonight because we're really confident, we've been praying this week, that we'll be able to see your expectations get raised in different areas that will really encourage you and strengthen you as you go through the coming days. Uh, You know the way this works, and I still get uh, great texts coming in, people asking different questions. And don't worry, gang, because I make you guys look wonderful, just like you are. But you really want to know the team. And so we introduce them every week. So I'm Pastor Joe Schofield, and it's a pleasure to meet you. If I don't know, I think I know a lot of you, most of you. But also, I want you to meet uh, all the way here, our wonderful co-host team. On the West Coast, we have Dr. Paul Hall, and he's in Lompoc, California, I almost got it right near San Diego, and he is a retired pastor, a theologian, a teacher, and uh, I've known him for about 50 years. Everybody loves Pastor Paul, and uh, he is, a, like I said, a theologian who still theologues, theologues all week. If you're from uh, uh, some other place, it might be theologue. I don't know, but theologue is the interpretation we use, and he'll come up with some great insight from being a theologian who theologues just for you all week, so it's going to be good. And then if you go all the way back across the nation, on the East Coast, we have, coming from California, moving to the East Coast, Stephanie and Dr. Craig Thayer. Now, Stephanie and Craig are an incredible dynamic duo, we call them. Stephanie is a health and wellness coach. She uh, has degrees in helping how to understand who you are, what you eat, how your body works, and, and what you should be eating all the time. And she always leaves, as we lovingly say, fudge for Christmas. So we're looking forward to it. It's only about eight months away. It's going to be great. And also with that, her husband is a, a trauma surgeon and also a nutrition specialist like she is. So the two of them working together, they're an incredible group. You'll have to go to our website and look up their page. They can help you, so check out their page because they have a way that can help your health, help your spirit, and help your expectations be in a better channel to be raised every week. They're the dynamic duo. We love and appreciate them also. Then when you bring the air all the way back to the center of the United States, to our favorite place in Central America called Texas, we have one of our favorite pastors in the nation, and his name, of course, is Pastor Ron Greer, and he is in McKinney, Texas, and there's Ron. Ron's a little shy, so we try to bring him out and chill a little bit if you can. Hey, guys, you're part of our family, so if you can't have fun with us, 
you're on the wrong channel. You're going to enjoy it, just like the text you sent me. Ron is a great guy, one of our favorite pastors in the nation. Ron is a discipler, not only a pastor, a former Marine. He also is a, a disciple of men. Today, he works with Man in the Mirror out of Florida, but he covers the central United States and works with men to discover who they can be in Christ and what life's all about. He helps to equip them through God's word, which as we all know as people of faith, is the magic map to what God could do in your life. Well, keep that Bible open. Don't let the dust collect on it because there's something special in there for you every single day. So that's our team. We're very, uh, very shy, very quiet people. And for about 30 seconds, time's up. So now you're going to have fun with us tonight. And uh, you probably think, I even had somebody send me something, Tank. One of the texts I got was, does Dr. Thayer give you happy pills? So you do. We'll tell them that. Dr. Thayer gives us happy pills. <laughs> we get a lot of those. It works really, really well. Also out here on the West Coast in the state of California, we have our guest tonight. You know Dr. Marianne Cintron and her husband, Will Cintron. Uh, they're just another dynamic duo who were introduced to us by Stephanie. So we always thank Stephanie for bringing them into our family because we just love this couple. Now, uh, Will also works with men like uh, the guys we've been sharing here do and helping them become disciples and understand who they are. And he's got a great heart for men and a great heart for missions and ministry. And Marianne, uh, there's so many things I could tell you about her, but I have posted this, so I know you do read. But one of the things I want to read very quickly as we introduce her, we're going to pass the ball to her. We're going to open it up to the team and the family, and we're going to begin to to have a great time. One of the things I want to read you, you know that she did found Step-by-Step Dyslexia Solutions. And we've shared some of that with you before. And many families have got back to me and said how they've helped. Uh, she has helped her books, her, her, her podcasts, the things that she shares has helped them and their families, understanding themselves as moms and dads, as well as children. She also has a call about not only children who are here, but children who are not born yet. And uh, it's interesting what she's written here. Let me share this really quickly with you. In 2019, she founded After the Cross Ministries an affiliate to her nonprofit Step-by-Step Dyslexia Solutions. Not knowing how God would use this ministry, she created a logo, a three-fold cord, three cords representing purple authority, gold purity, and red wisdom. And goes on to share how they are in Calvary Chapel. They begin their ministry there in Calvary Chapel together, and they offer solutions to women with unplanned pregnancies, families with dyslexia. I tell you what, Marianne is able to, hey, there you go. There's a picture of it. You can share that. Uh, she can help families in a lot of different ways. And as we've been looking with this, uh, she's also the author of her first pro-life children's book series. And the first book is going to be called, I'm Going to Be a Big Brother, Powerful Parenting, Things That Can Help You. Boy, the, the part, Marianne, on powerful parenting got a hold of me as I looked at this week. And we looked at what's happening across the nation with the children, kindergarten through like third grade. We looked at the uh, movement the uh, legislature passed from uh, Governor DeSantis in Florida, helping helping moms and dads to be moms and dads. So, yeah, so as good. we look at that, we're going to just push this out to you. I know that the team is anxious to share with you. We love you. We, we're a great family here. So, Marianne, welcome to Racing Expectations. On behalf of all of us, we welcome you, and we're glad you're with us. And this is our official Welcome, sign. Ready, guys? Welcome to Race Education. Drum roll. That's it. It's really good to be here. 
I'm, we're feeling like we're just really new to all this ourselves. Mm -hmm. There's so much information to be learned. And I think this could be really overwhelming to families who aren't into politics or aren't into what's going on. So I just want the audience to know that we're new to this also, Mm -hmm. that as the Lord has me working in the dyslexia world, he's also bringing us into this world to help young parents realize their rights as parents. And I'm not as prolific as a speaker in this in this area as I feel I am in dyslexia. So bear with me, offer me grace as I share. Um, what Ron DeSantos has done in Florida is amazing. And we're actually on the opposite end of that spectrum here in California because we have a, a governor who wants to make California the sanctuary state for abortion. So anybody can come here. If if the law passes to overturn Roe v. Wade, which is coming up, this is the 50th anniversary. I think it's June. We have the opportunity to overturn it. And then we have a governor who wants to let California be a sanctuary state. Well, come here and get your abortion anyway. We're not going to uphold that. And we also have an assembly bill that was signed in California AB 2223 that allows abortion after birth. 25 to 28 days after birth, a mother can decide, oh, I think my baby's too sick. I think my baby's uh, too disabled to take care of. I don't have enough money. I think I'm too poor. A mother can make a decision to kill her baby. And we have our pastor and over a thousand people going up to Sacramento after Easter to lobby there and speak to the health committee who has the Mm -hmm. final vote on if this is going to happen or not. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy because if this gets passed in California, it's going to start going Illinois, Texas, North Carolina. It's going to start spreading across the nation. And uh, Mm -hmm. we're just very sad because we have fought so long for traditional family values Mm -hmm. and it's not, just a matter of um, law. It's a really matter of the heart. You know, are people understanding what God says about life in the womb? And are they understanding that he hates abortion and that he calls it murder? I don't think people know that. So um, on a little bit lighter note, I want to share something that we heard from, um, this is Ray Comfort's DVD series of Seven Reasons That Women Give to Have Abortions. And he shared a story about a man that was crippled, wanted to get on a bus. And a man got off the bus to give him a seat. Was that the right decision? To give the crippled man his seat? Mm. Well, you might say yes, because it makes sense, right? But the truth is, the man was the bus driver. So he lost his job. So when a person gets knowledge of a subject, you're going to have a different way to answer, right? And that's what the the seven reasons of abortion, you know, people don't have knowledge. They don't have knowledge of that life in the womb matters that after, what, two weeks and a day, the heart starts beating and the brain waves are happening at six weeks and at at eight or 12 weeks, the baby's limbs are forming. And so it's not just a blob of tissue, it's yeah, a right. live being. And it's the DNA of the mom and the DNA of the yeah, dad. Right. And it has its own DNA. 
it's its own little baby. <laughs> so well, we have, people need to we, realize that. We're we're sitting in a car at our past church. So we did the background, then you couldn't see half of us. So this is real life. We are here because we have brand new twin granddaughters. They're a month old. Uh-huh. And I was actually talking with their mom, uh, my bonus daughter, his daughter, uh, yesterday because there was a similar bill on the East Coast. And I don't want to say the state because I'm going to get it wrong. And then somebody's going to fact check me. Right. But right. it was that you could abort after delivery. Yes. And we had a conversation and we actually had a conversation with our younger children the day before because it was a hot topic with their friends. And I said, this is probably one of the most debated hot issues out there. And so it was, she was horrified, first of all, because it's essentially our granddaughters. You could do that too right now. And uh, the bigger thing for our kids, they're, they're so smart. They said, well, okay, so when, when is it conception? Is it one of mine said the second the sperm swims? So I know a little inappropriate, but I was like, you're probably right. They're 14 or right. And then the other one is <laughs> well at conception. And I, and I said, well, some people would say only if the baby's viable, how long is that? And then there's an argument. Well, if you have someone that's in a coma, can they make a mental decision? Cause you're saying the baby in the womb can't make a mental decision. So you get into these really ethical slippery mm-hmm. slopes because people Your kids like, are the greatest. They you are. Must have the greatest family <laughs> discussions. I love it. Well and, well, and also open, it's okay for them to disagree with us. And we get out the Bible. I happen to have mine right here. Oh, that's and amazing. Them, What's it say? Like, it kind of doesn't even matter what we think. It yeah, says you're together right. in your mother's womb. Right. I mean, yes, it's very profound, but I think being able to have discussions and then, okay, if we're going to use an argument against it, let's take that same argument and how can we apply it? Because most politics is not logical, right? You're, they're doing it for a platform to leverage something else. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, well, abortion is a billion dollar industry and Planned Parenthood really is an abortion mill. They're not counseling on pregnancy because they'll do a sonogram, but it's to determine what kind of abortion to give. And the abortions can range from $250, $300 to $4,000, probably more. I have all that in my notes here, but depending on the size of the baby, they're in there to abort the babies and they want to get rid of the black population they don't think the black population is a race that needs to continue, which is very offensive. Yeah. And um, it all started with Margaret Sanger. That was That's her right. original goal back when Planned Parenthood started. Genocide. It's That's genocide. Right. And yeah. it's really tragic how people don't realize that Planned Parenthood makes most of their money. Well, they make most of their money from abortions, but then uh, the rest of their money they make from the government with sex education in our schools. Right. And that's where parents have to be aware that teaching kids sex from, and not just about the body and about the reproductive system, but about how to have sex with graphic novels as young as kindergarten to third grade and through fifth, with I, I think is still too young, but they, um, show very graphically with gangs giving kids condoms to run into the another classroom and put the condom on a phallic symbol and run back. And they try to desensitize our kids to sex. It's losing its beauty of what mm-hmm. God has intended it for in marriage. 
And so there's teachers leaving the schools because they don't want to teach this. So Planned Parenthood has trained people who are going into the schools to teach this. Mm-hmm. They get money for this. So it's a big money maker. And it all comes full circle when kids are um, becoming desensitized and then they have a pl- unplanned pregnancy, they have an abortion, and then they have a second, and then they have a third. I met a woman who said that when she was having her second abortion, she said, I saw women there, the same women, you know, repeat, they have repeat abortions and they get pregnant again and come back. So it's a birth control is what they're using it for. It's so sad. Well, and, I think it's also, it relates with that early education that they're doing. I think there's a lot of reasons that they're trying to, to teach very early mm-hmm. this over-sexualization mm-hmm. of our children, but you see it because the money is in the sex ed. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to the boys again about, you know, this, what's actually causing, why do you need the abortion? Because mm-hmm. you're having sex and usually not married, not in a respectful, you know, you're not in a relationship. It's a commodity, which is not Mm -hmm. the intention of sex. Mm -hmm. If we actually go back to what's causing it and we saw that, which would be abstaining. And we talked about how the Bible has promises. Sex is really beautiful in scripture, but it's not to be done with everyone. If we were actually taking these promises to try to protect us because these women too, then they go get these abortions and there are massive consequences for them later on emotionally and the scarring, all of those things. And nobody talks about that. Nobody, there's no coverage for the trauma that they go through. Right. And they don't have guidance. The trauma doesn't sell. So yeah, it doesn't sell. (laughs) Good point. You're uh, you're it's, I think the point about the, uh, the the money-making aspect is, is one of the things that I think two of the points that people miss mostly is the money-making aspect. And as you mentioned, the the, uh, the historical aspects of Planned Parenthood, uh, and yeah, nineteen twenties a Negro project, and mm-hmm. unfortunately, people would be shocked to to understand to uh, know the history there, and be shocked to know that the the number of prominent black pastors who were actually involved in helping uh, proliferate their their movement, uh, mm-hmm. they they bought into the idea that it would it's best for poor poor people who were primarily black at the time. And so, and she even says to mm-hmm. one of her, uh, in her letter that if they want to make inroads in the black community, they have to convince the black pastors. And they did, they were very effective in doing that black pastors and entertainers, which is why this, this genocide started early on and continued on, uh, black folks make up probably about 39, 40% of all the uh, abortions in the country. Well, it was the last 50 years. And then some places like Wisconsin, New York, probably about 70% of all the black Pregnancies that ended in abortion. Uh, there's more abortions than there are births. Well, yeah. and hold on, the population is about twelve percent black, right? So you have a well, that's less than twelve percent now. Okay, so you have a three-four yeah. time of the abortion percentage yes. versus the population. I mean, that's yes. horrific. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And you, well, you, if you in their annual report in 20, 2019, uh, they list uh, about three hundred fifty thousand abortions. I mean, just 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 one thing they. They uh, one item on on their report. Uh, you figure three hundred fifty thousand abortions, and they average somewhere around three to four thousand dollars. How much money that is? Mm-hmm. But if you look at the other part of the report where it talks about contraceptive services, uh, there's about one point eight million uh, 
contraceptive services for women. Uh, now, that's emergency contraception kits. It has to do with sterilization processes, vasectomies, on and on and on. So that that number of babies killed or or, or killed, I, I would say, or murdered, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. skyrockets from there. And on top, so you take the money for each one of those, and then the nine hundred and fifty some odd million dollars that the U.S. government gives them uh, every uh, every budget at least, if not more than that. It 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 is a it is a horrendous and satanic uh, thing, and I, it and the thing that I think is more satanic and the more disturbing is how few pastors and Christians are actually involved on the front lines. Of That's history. right. It, it's, it, it's mind-boggling to me. I can recall back in the 80s. Because they call uh, it a political issue. Yes. And it's absolutely. not. It's a Bible absolutely. issue. A life absolutely. issue. A life issue. Yeah. And I, one, of the, one of my challenges to pastors is to uh, take you through a number of Bible verses where God condemns Israel for, mm-hmm. for their disobedience and killing babies. The mm-hmm. pagans were doing some of the countries, yeah. some of the pagan nations that he yeah. condemned because of the number of that they were killing babies, and at one point even cursed Israel uh, mm-hmm. because of their disobedience and their wickedness. And one of right. the part of the curses would be their enemies enemies would smash their ki- children against the rocks. It was that mm-hmm. horrific of a curse. Uh, mm-hmm. So you look and go, okay, why are we not involved in the issue? I, I remember again back in the eighties, uh, being on the on the marches and prayer lines with, with pro lifers. 95% were Catholics. There were yeah, hardly any Protestants right. ever in those, 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 those lines. The state capital, all the, all the information and all the rallies and speaking to state capitals, uh, legislatures, and even in Washington, D.C. I don't ever remember meeting more than a handful of po- Protestant pastors and, men, and Christian leaders. Almost mm-hmm. all of them were Catholics. Uh, it's, it's an issue the church, Protestant church has completely uh, abandoned altogether. So I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. No, that, that's true. When we march with the Love Life Ministry, mm-hmm. there's a group of Catholic people that are out there. And I was talking to one a couple of weeks ago about the resource, the references that they have for, I mean, I give statistics, you know, 364 abortions committed daily in California, 17,000 across the United States weekly, um, 1 million a year. 40 to 50 abortions in my own local community of Pomona right here in California. Mm. And I said, I hear this and hear these, what resources. And, and they had lists of, of priests who are always talking about this. And we have, you know, Dr. Dane, James Dobson, we have the love life ministry and we have, of course, Ray comfort that has the statistics and there's choices and um, options. options have that data collected as well. But man, they have pastors, priests are always talking about. Well, you know, the, you know, the, the, uh, the other tragedy in that is that if you, if you get to know the people involved in those ministries, organizations, they will tell you the most difficult place for them to go and inform people is churches. Churches won't let, yeah. don't let them in, don't invite them. They're too controversial. Yeah, it's 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 one of those mind boggling sort of uh, uh, delusions and, and wickedness uh, in my mind. That the place yeah. where the place who who should be the voice out there, who more authoritative to speak to the issue, who and who call to it, are the people who don't aren't involved. So I'm sorry, pastors and Christians. That's, no. <laughs> that's good. It's, it's true. It's huh? the truth. That's one of the things that um, is the Love Life Ministry out here. What they are are doing is going pulling bringing in churches, and mm. uh, right now we're doing forty weeks. 
um, oh. every Saturday um, at the Planned Parenthood in Pomona, mm -hmm. uh, they want a church to be uh, almost like sponsor that week. Sponsor, that right, day. Right, yeah. uh, so every church will be involved. And then um, churches in other cities, uh, getting them involved and mm -hmm. finding out where the uh, local um, Planned Parenthood is located is close to, to them and mm -hmm. uh, get teams put together that are there every day. Somebody mm -hmm. be there every day. Mm -hmm. um, this morning, I got a, a, a text message. One of the guys sent out a text message. His wife was at the uh, Pomona Planned Parenthood and his uh, young lady was coming in to get a pregnancy test and she was mm -hmm. able to talk to her mm -hmm. and um, had her um, make her appointment instead of going into Planned Parenthood, had her appointment at uh, Choices. Mm -hmm. And the girl, and she did go there. She got mm -hmm. her, you know, she went in, got her pregnancy test and found out she's five weeks pregnant. Mm -hmm. And she decided to keep the baby. Mm -hmm. And um, and then she, that young lady texted, sent a text to uh, this, it's this one of the, guy, the guy's wife who had spoken to her, mm -hmm. sent her a text thanking her for talking to mm -hmm. her Mm -hmm. And and making arranging the uh, the appointment for her at, at choices, mm -hmm. and um, he said, you know, you are a blessing. And then um, the guy and his wife are going. It sounds like they're going to pick her up and, and possibly take her to church Sunday. All right. Yeah. So I mean, those you know, just one, one today. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. You know, Ron, that's yeah, Will. That's that's excellent. That's excellent. That's Mariana. That's great. Paul, uh, you know, we look back at churches. Ron and I can think of a church. We tried really hard in a lot of different ways. Uh, there were a lot of stories that can match what you're saying for the glory of God together to all of us side by side. Paul, what, do you remember some, some insight you might have for us in churches you've been in and you pastored and things you saw maybe? And of course, it'd be in California, right? Some of your areas. <laughs> California. The, yeah. mission, the mission field. We're just we're really carrying the flag, aren't we? Yeah. Um, you know, I stopped to think about that over the years uh, in 50 years that I pastored. It it, it really was difficult um, because even in the churches, the congregation was divided on their stance yeah. on abortion. Uh, there there were people who felt like, well, it, you know, it's OK. And then obviously some felt quite the opposite. Um, a little hard to marshal. I, I always found that we did have one couple in one church that I served that had a real heart uh, to get involved in things. And uh, they asked if they could set up a table. I'll never forget that. And can we set up a table and see if we can enlist some volunteers to help us out with this? And uh, I said, well, certainly. And so they set up a table outside the front doors of the church. And uh, after it was over, I went up and I said, how many signatures did you get? How many people signed up? And they said none. Uh, you know, so it was a, you know, it's a real heartbreak kind of thing, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. to do that. I, I, uh, being a pastor as well and caring for people and, um, and wanting to be involved in their lives. Um, I think I don't want to minimize it, but I think it's difficult sometimes for our people to choose their battles um, because, they, you know, they are struggling on so many different levels at mm -hmm. any time. And uh, to 
it, it's it's uh, and Marianne and Will, and maybe you can speak to this as, as well. It's it's hard. It's hard to sustain the energy to stay in the battle sometimes mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. it is so absolutely overwhelming. Uh, one illustration I was I was thinking of, and I was going to ask you all the question. You know, do you ever feel like you're walking up to the riverbank in the Amazon, and you're on one side, and you have to get to the other, and it's not a question whether or not there are crocodiles and piranha in there. It's a matter of where are they and how fast are they going to eat? You know, if I get in the water. Uh, and I heard this, <laughs> I heard this phrase one time. You know, never make fun of the crocodiles until you're on the other side of the swamp. Uh, you know, and so. Uh, I just think it, it's 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 not a delicate issue. It's only delicate in that it affects the human heart, and um, and to encourage people to get in the fight, to stay in the fight, um, you know, along the way, I think is from a pastor standpoint takes a lot of encouragement, a lot of support, you know, you, to to walk with them, the people who have a heart for it, and to stay with it. And uh, I, I I'm I'm thrilled at what you know, Will, you and Marianne are doing, and how mm -hmm. God's using you. Um, so um, I don't know if that muddy the waters or not. I just think it's you know, it's in my mind, it's not really a complex issue, uh, but it's very difficult to make it a simple issue uh, because there's so many different. Um, emotions tied to it uh for example uh california to me i wanted to ask you marianne and then i'll shut up for a second what was <laughs> what was the number of that assembly bill two 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 three two 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 three okay now with that in mind i was i looked at assembly bill two two today <laughs> and when i was looking at that uh, it's 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 the California government making available um, uh, to simplify it really to take charge of children from birth uh, up through preschool mm -hmm. and to make sure they're taken care of and their social emotional needs are being met etc 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 so in this in this effort and in this battle you know uh like in the area of abortion we, this thing is so large in the sense of of what's dictating an effort to control it uh mm -hmm. and, and to get our children from birth to take them from birth under the guise mm -hmm. of well, this is a good thing, you know. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna provide for you, yeah. and then people just get sucked into the vortex, uh, you know, uh, uh, down the line. So, do you have something to say about that? I know, as an educator, boy, I tell well, you, what you a know, job. our church always gives us the heads up of what bills are coming through that we need to mm. make the phone calls. We need to, you know, just we could just press in information for a quick email to. Let our assemblymen or Congress people know we don't want that. We want them to uh, vote down that bill. And there's just so many. And the minute we defeat one, there's five more. And you, there's three more. I mean, it just doesn't stop. And I think that just speaks to the battle we're in, that the enemy is out there to break up the family, break up the home, kill our babies, destroy them. And move this nation into a socialist. Can, can I can I read you, can I read you something, yeah. uh, sure. Paul? Sure. 
uh, this is one of a number of tenets, right? It says, quote, the education of all children from the moment that they can get along without their mother's care mm-hmm. shall be in the state institutions at state expense. Mm-hmm. Uh, most folks would, wouldn't recognize that, but that's from the uh, Communist Manifesto from mm-hmm. Karl Marx. Mm-hmm. There you uh, go. So this idea of, of taking control of children mm-hmm. isn't new. It's just reconstituted into something else. Sure. And now along that line, I think one of the things that, uh, you know, one of the interesting things to do is to go to Planned Parenthood's uh, website and sort of dig through the little minutia there. you find all kinds of, uh, I won't say interesting, I would say very, very scary stuff. Uh, yes. There's one, for instance, there's a, they have an, an app for a phone and it's called Roo, R-O-O. Uh, in the first six months of this communication uh, uh, device for kids, mm-hmm. 750,000 anonymous conversation took place between someone at Planned Parenthood and with uh, young children mm-hmm. outside their mothers uh, and mo- mothers and fathers uh, uh, knowing that. That's just mm-hmm. one of the number of things they have they've designed to bypass parents and teachers to get to, to, to kids. Uh, and that, again, that was in 2018. Uh, my last thing I read about that, they've more than double the number of, of kids they've had conversations about, about sexual issues mm-hmm. uh, since 2019. So it, it, this thing is, 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 is not winding down, it's winding up. And that's I know right. one of the things that we miss, uh, back to your, your point, was that the description is clear. This is a battle we're in. Mm-hmm. That's right. And, and he tells us as that day approaches, the That's battle right. becomes more intense, but also, as Paul tells Timothy and Paul tells the Ephesians, and also Peter, this battle continues and intensifies, and don't be surprised. But what are we to do? You're to stand firm. You're to press forward. You're to keep, in other words, to keep going and keep fighting. And too many of us, unfortunately, get tired and say, I just, I just need to relax and back off mm-hmm. uh, because it's too much. Well, if you have... <laughs> Half the people back on this thing is too much. No one willing to put on the armor every day and fight. Right. Yeah, the Satan, Satan wins. That's right. his whole technique to continue, 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 and basically sort of overwhelming, overpowering people where they just kind of give up. And that's mm-hmm. why we're losing this battle, because people don't think of life and they don't approach every day as a battle. It's, you right. know, we, we don't. And, and unfortunately, again, I'll go back to my pastor friends, fellow pastors. We don't equip saints for the battle that they're, they're fighting. Mm-hmm. We don't equip people to go forward and, and do ministry. We equip them to come and be comfortable. No, and, my job and, is to, my job as a pastor is to give you six good reasons to love your job. You know, we all feel good. We, we walk out and we have a happy day, you know, yes. I, Jesus yeah. loves okay. me and I love my job, but you know, what a great thing. Uh, but it is, it is tough. And yeah, and, and, and when you talk about spiritual battle, I mean, at, at the nature, the core of this thing is a spiritual battle. Yes. And yes. Flesh and blood, you know, is it, it's so easy for us sometimes to uh, try and make it flesh and blood, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. about people. Uh, yeah. But it's not. It's, it's yes, absolutely. It's, it's, Paul says it's rulers and chieftains in high places, you know. That's right. Yes. And man, yeah. that, that's a tough draw. Absolutely. Well, you know, if. We need each there, other, you know? When we went to a life, a love life conference, yeah. 
The woman who used to um, work for Planned Parenthood and speak at the schools was really what got my attention that I, as an educator, I need to step up and speak. So I'm, what, what can I say in three minutes before a school board? And there's not much I can say. So Joe, thank you for having us on your program because I meet you. We're reaching many more than just a school board and some families. But um, I have five reasons that I could share with you uh, five things that the, the comprehensive sex education mandated by our states has the schools teaching. You ready to hear this? Yes. Can you get it, Paul? Taking notes. Okay. (laughs) One of them is how to obtain birth control, specifically the morning after pill, and get an abortion without your parents' knowledge. Mm -hmm. Number two, it equates vaginal sex with anal sex, which to me means gender equality. Right. Um, Right. Number three, it communicates acceptance of sex outside of marriage. Uh, number four, it mandates comprehensive um, sex education in middle and high school, but also can be taught in all the grades. Hmm. And then fifthly, it provides links of sexually provocative websites uh, like the PlannedParenthood.org forward slash teen sex. And there's one called Scarlet Teen with a double T dot com. And um and this subjects to children to supplemental materials, calling the materials are called it's perfectly normal. Right. And it's there's a graphic book illustrating nude males and females. So this is the the agenda of comprehensive sex education. And I went to my school board and talked to the president, and she said, Well, well, the assistant superintendent said, We don't use that sex education in our district. But at our church, the woman who's in charge of what's the the church's uh, history, the, the politics site, the real impact, real impact. She said, mm-hmm. nope, every school is mandated to do this comprehensive sex ed. And um, our school board mm-hmm. president said, well, this wouldn't hit our kids at least until third grade. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. What you're saying also leads to other serious conversations. Pornography. Kids are now seeing that at seven. Desensitization. Not actually having a sexual life or partner. Not getting married. Look at our birth rates. Like, this leads to all of these things that are not how we're intended to live. Yeah. And I think what I heard you say, which is so hard, is what can you say in three minutes to a school board? that is going to resonate because there's a lot of things that we can say that are just going to get them to shut down. So what are the points that actually would make someone pause? And that is hard because it's a complex mm-hmm. issue, right? I mean, it's simple, right. but it's not. If you say, oh, it's intended in marriage, they're going to say, oh, you're so old. You don't know what you're talking about, right? So we right. have to have a different approach. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the things I would have said, oh, Tank, go ahead. Well, I know what I, I would say because I'm personally, <laughs> personally involved in this. So I know some of you know this, but I was an orphan for nine months. So my mother, natural mother, was Catholic, starting to show in Michigan and moved. And my natural father only knew that he gave her money to take care of it. So she had options, and she chose after 10 days of having me in her arms and baptizing me 
gave me up for adoption. They didn't have foster homes back then. They do now. That's the system. So I was an <laughs> So my three minutes would be, I wouldn't be here if it weren't for a Christian mother that saved my life. A God who knew me before I was even born and has a purpose for me in this world. And look what I've become. Right. And what you've done for society. And, right. Yeah. Amen. Beautiful. That'd be my that'd be my three minutes. That'd be good. Yeah. My three minutes were, were different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, just, I, I just determined early on with my interaction with school boards and all my educational family and friends that they have no intention of you impacting or changing anything, which is why they limited to three minutes because they know <laughs> you can't. There's not a whole lot you can do in three minutes. And it, it appeases people. It makes them think they have a say-so. And when you're behind closed doors with them, they just sort of smile and smirk and go about their business because they know you're not doing anything. So my uh, three minutes was, my name is Ron Greer. I'm a resident here and taxpayer. And starting tomorrow, I'm filing for my school board race to take your job since you can't do it well. And sure. rally the entire community to do the same thing. And that's it unfortunately it didn't take off way with one or two back in the eighties, but thank God now right. it's starting to happen around the country. Because I think the, the people have to understand that school boards and educational educational um, institutions and the educational establishment they have no intentions of allowing parents or Christians in particular to interfere with their their agenda. That's and right. they will do and going to do anything they can. And the to unions are strong. The unions oh, are very yeah. strong in right. this. Oh, it's 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 a it's you know people it's it's the unions are strong, but the the uh, the National Association of Administrators are even stronger. They're the shadow group that no one knows about. Uh, yeah. we have the National Teachers Association. Every state has one, and then you have the national folk who basically run the educational institutions. And again, they have no intention of allowing you to change anything. Uh, you know, one of the things you mentioned about the the material, it's really uh, amazing if you travel around the country. They have the same material, the same purpose, and they just change the names and the phrases. Yeah. Of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? uh, it's just it's wicked. So I, I encourage people, uh, especially Christians, go to your school boards, make a ruckus. But most of all, find people, other Christians, think, right thinking people and have them run for school board. That your best yes. efforts in the world. And those are things I was told. And the position in my community for the school district, I mean, for the, we have five school board members and right. my district isn't even up for voting for two more years. Right. Exactly. Well, I'm so glad, Joe, that I get to speak here. <laughs> um, you got it. But then, well, it. I mean, I, 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 let me say this also, right. I, I it, it's, I, I don't think people understand just how, 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 how good and how powerful what you're doing is. That's uh, right. And how few few people are doing it, you know. So right. that's to be commended, and people should should take that example and 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 replicate it, right? It, yeah. It's one of those things that I, I I think, from my perspective, it's a both end proposition. We should be engaged the way you are. I mean, there should be multiple churches with multiple members at every school board attacking there. Mm-hmm. Well, not attacking. I'm sorry. <laughs> <In Speaking pudding>. up. <laughs> Clarifying. Yeah. Clarify. <laughs> and at the same time, the same number of people or more out recruiting candidates to run. And if there's a year and a half before the election, a few years, that's your prep time to start right. making, making rounds, uh, name recognition. 
But I, and number two, I got to say, I've been hard on churches and I have to. That was been, confirmation of three. OK. <laughs> <laughs> and I, because I've been so uh, uh, critical of churches, there are some churches around. I, I will give a shameless plug here for Prestonwood. Uh, the millions of dollars and hours and things they put into their their uh, pregnancy center and right. counseling it, yeah. it's 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 just phenomenal. But if there's a handful of churches around doing that, so I want to commend those churches that are doing it. Also, they're not just yeah. talking about the evilness of it; they're actually doing some other side to provide and and act as advocates for that. So, and so I know back, there's a lot to do with prayer and fasting. And mm-hmm. Joe, you mentioned two weeks ago the the Supreme Court justice that was being recommended and now she's in position mm-hmm. and she's for abortion, you know, um, we just, we, prayer and fasting is going to be yes. important. Yes. Yes. Sometimes it's hard to remember we're going to win. I mean, God's yeah. got this. We just yeah. have to do it. Ron saying and stay with it. And I tell you old Paul, not the old Paul in the Bible, but our Dr. Paul <laughs> says, Quite often. It is a day at a time. We need to stay strong. That's why we need to be healthy, like Steph and Tank tell us. We need to stay the course, like Ron is saying. And, uh, you know, every night when you come in, it's. It, I think we're like old battleships. We're not luxury liners. We're men of war. We're battleships every day going out. And when we go out, we're going to come back into the harbor at night. We're missing a few guns. We're leaking water here and there. We've been blown up here and there. But you know what? God's a dry dock for us every night. Yeah. <laughs> right here. That's for you non-Navy people, that's for prepare and, and re-equip. Yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Prepare and equip. <laughs> I wondered if I could read read the seven reasons that people give for abortion being okay, because maybe someone in the audience has one of these as their excuse. They might not believe in abortion for themselves, but they believe someone else has a right to choose. Would it be okay if I share those seven things? And this is yeah. from, from Ray Comfort's uh, DVD. Yeah, we got, about nine, one, we got about nine minutes. Take it away, Marianne. Okay. The first one was it's inconvenient. It costs too much money, and it's going to take my time. Mm. The second mm. one was if parents are incompetent, sometimes they're homeless, sometimes they're unhappy. And then they would say to those people, well, you can adopt your baby out. There's plenty of people wanting to adopt. The third one was, what if the baby has disabilities? Well, how many parents do you know who have parent, kids with disabilities that say they have taught me more than I ever would have imagined? There you go. Um, the, the fourth one, a woman's body. It's, it's a woman's body. But then he brings out the um, argument that if, they're, if a woman's pregnant and gets punched in the stomach and the baby dies, that's a fetal homicide. And then um, what about the legality of pedophilia? Um, they, they just talk, you know, they talk about rape and incest. Incest is a reason. But we know there's people on the, that come, come forward who are victims of rape and incest and are doing mighty things for the kingdom of God. And then um, it's not really a baby. Um, it's, it's just, a you know, the, the, argue, then that's the argument that three weeks late, three weeks and one day the heart starts beating nine weeks. It's sucking its thumb. And so people need knowledge to know that this is life in the womb. Yeah. Maybe the Boy, that is it. Those are- I was wondering if you could share, I don't know that everyone knows this, you know, your platform for 
most things is on dyslexia and you have a wonderful YouTube channel on that. But can you share the parenting one that you just started that you had shared with me this week? Oh, oh yes. So Powerful Parenting has um, three playlists. One of them is I read from our book, um, which uh, inspirational stories on traditional family values. Another playlist is talking about um, uh, I'm going to be a big brother. We read again. I, you know, we'll read these stories. There's a playlist on pro-life where I have a PowerPoint presentation presenting similar information and data to an audience who wants to hire me for a speaker or just get this information to share with their women or their groups. And it's powerful parenting. If you put that in your Google search together with my name, Marianne Cintron, that would come up. So I have a YouTube and a podcast. And I'm finding that this Catholic group of women who are uh, with at Planned Parenthood with us, they're the ones watching it. So I'm praying for God to show me who's my niche population because I know this YouTube is for a reason. But I just posted a YouTube the other night. I shared with you, Stephanie, about a woman who wrote a testimony a year later that she kept her baby, but it was it was the people in front of Planned Parenthood who spoke to her, spoke to her boyfriend. She went in and had a sonogram, but came out and kept her baby. Mm-hmm. And she showed the cutest little baby, and she was just adorable. She was only in her early 30s. You know, her whole life is ahead of her with this baby. So those kind of stories I want to do more of. On It's powerful parenting. Thank Amen. You. Well, you're going to keep that's it up. The web, that's the, uh, the YouTube yeah. channel? Well, I don't even podcast. have a website for it yet. Yeah, okay. yeah, go into YouTube, powerful parenting, Marianne Cintron. Okay. All right. Yeah. We'll help keep also, you out there. I have a, the world of Dr. Marianne has the dyslexia. It has powerful parenting and it also has chemotherapy alternatives. And if you've heard um, me speak on Joe's channel before the audience, you'll know what that's about. That's right. We'll keep you, we'll keep you out there, right folks. We'll keep you sharing. And uh, thanks again, Steph. (laughs) Thanks for sharing them with us. I'm going to give you a verse to go. Uh, go ahead, Stephanie. You said want to say oh, something? I mean, when you when you see a good one, you got to grab them, you know? That's, that's <laughs> one of the beautiful things is that we all are gifted. God has made us all very unique. But where that passion is, where God is pushing you, maybe where you're uncomfortable, they, you need to be there. You need to be like what Ron is saying. Go serve locally. Get out there. Because if we all do that, we're going to see this massive impact. Yes. yes. That's right. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be bringing you a couple of new things. You're going to hear from everybody on your screen, except the Centrons, about <laughs> how you can help support us. And we'll let them do it, too. They're kind of like family. But we're going to be coming up with something. Our team's going to hear about it in the next two weeks. We're going to be doing a brand new commercial. But in the meantime, I want to show you this very quickly. If you'll go to that site right there. We sure would appreciate it. BBSradio.com forward slash Raising Expectations donation or gift tab right there. Anybody that can do that helps to keep us on the air, helps to keep us going. And I'm going to miss this sign. You're going to hear some new things. The guys at BBS are the best in the world. It is a great group of people. And before we go, I want to leave you with a verse. You know, everything you all have said tonight reminded me of another great verse. Maybe you're listening to what uh, Dr. Cintron and Will has shared and Ron has shared from his experience. And of course, Stephanie is a great godly mom and her husband is a 
surgeon, Dr. Paul and I've been down a long road. I want to give you one simple verse. If you'll write this down, think on this. And as you look through the week, think about this verse. Like Ron said, this is a battle. But I want to give you a good verse on this. Psalm 34, verse 4. Psalm 34, 4. Yes. And when nobody's listening to you, nobody's looking at you, it's just you and the Lord. You've limped back into the harbor and you're all beat up and you need a dry dock for that battleship called you. Psalm 34, 4. This is what it says, simple. I sought the Lord and he answered me and he always will. He delivered me from all my fears. That's it. What are your fears? I don't know. And I couldn't deliver you across the street, probably. But God can deliver you from those fears. God's son, Jesus Christ, died on the cross to pay for our sins. And everyone who puts their faith in him is born again and becomes saved. You're going to be with the Lord someday in heaven. But the greatest part of that is while you walk in this earth and while we battle, even as Ron told us tonight, and we do what God calls us to do, guess what? He's with us because he's inside of us and we will win. Keep a smile on your face. Keep his joy in your heart and watch what he can do. Marianne, Will, we're so glad you're with us tonight. And uh, I want to say that we love and appreciate you guys. I want to tell everybody on the screen that I love and appreciate every one of you co-hosts on this team. We're, we're just so blessed to have all of you on this team. And folks, if you'll tune in again next week, we got some great things coming. And uh, we definitely have the Cintrons back with us before you know it, because we got to keep this going and keep it going for them. All right. We are looking right now at, I have got uh, 30 seconds. Anything somebody wants to say in 10 seconds? I just want to thank uh, Craig for speaking up. Yes. That was yeah, amazing. Just... Thank you. And all that you guys, both Ron and Paul, what you shared. And Joe, thank you. Amen. Great people and on thank this you, Thank you guys for what you do. Thank you very much. Amen. You're welcome. We're in, you're in our prayers. You will yes. continue to be in our yeah. prayers forever, and we'll see you again Praise before God. you know it, because uh, we want your message out there in the hearts of those people. Amen. All right, guys and gals, we're about to tune off. Uh, God bless you. Have a great week. We're. Uh, I love it when your phone says face ID, and then you look at it, and the phone jumps out of your hand because you scared it. But anyway, <laughs> that's the iPhone. It's very sensitive. But anyway, uh, we'll see you all. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in to your show with your people, your radio TV family, raising expectations. We can't wait to see you again next week. And tune us in all week, bbsradio.com forward slash raising expectations. Go into the archives and see what the Centrons have to say again. And we'll be with you all week long, anytime you want, just like you showed me you do. God bless you and keep you until we see you again next week in person. We'll see you later. God bless. Thanks for tuning in. (laughs) Friends, thanks for joining us on this week's program of Raising Expectations. We profoundly hope you found it engaging and at times humorous, but most of all, uplifting, so that we may, with you, one topic at a time each week, become more encouraged to move forward to an exciting future in, as we always say, this thing called life in America today. So let not your hearts be troubled, your family, finances, faith, freedom. It can be a great future as we talk, listen, respect, and pull together. Please let me hear from you. You can reach me at 972-922-8556. That's 972-922-8556 or Joe Schofield on Facebook or LinkedIn. 
It'd be a pleasure to know you, and we hope you'll listen in again next week on the BBS Radio Network.